0: We are stepped out upon the world stage now, now, with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilt to afford us this moment now, now, now. And- You're so sure. Because he told you. Because we never lie. I'm
1: going to tell Mr. Wallace you try to shoot me first
2: okay get ready to match our spin with the retro thrusters it's not possible no it's necessary then what do you kill them
1: no you take them and release them into the trees
0: but now they don't eat coconut anymore now they only eat rat
2: All right, welcome to Back Porch Movies. We are very excited for this episode, and you might notice that it's a little different because I am hosting, not JP, because this episode is all about JP, our lovable host who has just come into his own in movie fandom and criticism over the past year. Isn't that right, JP? Oh, boy. Well, yeah,
1: we've made fun of them so many times on this podcast for being and
2: well-deserved,
1: well-deserved, but for being so much quote unquote younger than us, which really it's not all that much in the grand scheme, but the difference between me and Gabe's generation and JP's is a lot when it comes to the movies that you consider like classics when you grew up, you
2: know, we've just got years on it, man. Just years of movie watching experience, just life experience, just life experience. It's That's called, why we're so successful. It's called life.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm lucky enough to not have fallen victim to Gabe's Wikipedia uh, days. I was caught younger than uh, Gabe was, and they've saved me from making that same mistake. And I get to enjoy all these. Well, great movies the one thing i want to
2: pass on to you is don't spoil movies for yourself if you can learn or anyone else well
1: jp has gotta realize like when we were like in when we discovered the internet we were like oh my god like we gotta watch every trailer on youtube every (laughs) fucking uh we were reading every plot on wikipedia because then we could It was like pre-spoilers. Like we didn't really know what a spoiler was until we did that a couple times, and we realized, wait, we're ruining these movies for ourselves.
2: Right. When I was a freshman in high school, my AOL Instant Messenger bio was the cast list of (laughs) Spider-Man (laughs) Three. And also who I thought should play potential characters. And that is why my dating life was extremely successful. Well, what's funny
1: then. is now it's 2020 and there's probably nerds in middle school that are have the same thing on their Twitter. But <laughs> oh, now that'd be like
2: the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that, yeah that's something
1: yeah. I want to comment on. Actually, before we get started is uh, how all of that stuff was like cliche, nerdy, geeky stuff. And now uh, Marvel, DC, superheroes, Star Wars, all these stereotypical nerdy things are like mainstream pop culture and everyone loves them Oh, well, yeah wonder, like wants wonder, to talk about wonder them. woman is the movie of christmas this year yeah and what gabe was just saying is like spider-man 3 there's been people that weren't even around for the original spider-man movies when they came out which is like our foundational superhero movies and
2: these kids are going are tweeting about toby mcguire's
1: in spider-man 3 oh my god it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah so you know we're three minutes in we haven't actually introduced the point of the episode besides it's our jp tribute episode this is supposed to be the jp birthday episode and then due to covid shenanigans we just weren't able to record last month but happy birthday john paul thank you and so we're recording it's the day after christmas And our original podcast was about 15 months ago, it was September 2019, and Chris and I counted down our top 25 movies since 2010. So JP was just our host for that episode, and he did not have his own list. So what's going to happen is this podcast is JP's top 25 movies since 2010, and I got to say, I have no clue what your list is going (laughs) to look like, but I'm excited to see it.
1: So, last time, I didn't have a list at all, right? I don't remember. Or did I have some? You did not have one for it. No. Yeah, I didn't have one at all. Okay, yeah. Because I, I started off sort of, nothing from this. I think you just sort of commented like, hey, I would have that on there. But yeah. it, I think when you actually listed the episode, it comes out to like 40 movies. <laughs> I, nor-
2: I normally bad. obsessively like compile like honorable mentions and lists and stuff for these episodes, and I'm kind of excited to sit back and just like roast or cheer on whatever you say. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel. Now you know.
2: (laughs) And and Chris and I are going to be referencing our own lists, which if you want to, if you're that nerdy and want to compare them yourselves, we have them in our original episode. You'd find them in the description there. But I know that some of mine would definitely change. And there have been four or five movies that have come out since we made our original list that I would have added on to this. And I'm sure we'll be on JP's. Now, I think the question on everyone's mind is: We all saw Wonder Woman 1984 yesterday or today. Is that in your top five?
0: <laughs>
1: Not even close
2: to the top hundred. <laughs> just checking. I just wanted to, just wanted to know because it'd be in mine.
0: Yeah, really? Gabe, no.
1: Oh, I was like, holy! <laughs> crap. Gabe, what? Uh, what? Without spoiling it. What do you think is the biggest change in your list from over a year ago to now? Is it, oh, I have less superhero movies in it. Oh, I have less McConaughey in it. Like, well, what do you think? I,
2: I, let's wait. I, I don't want to go too deep into no it. No hints? We'll reference our own. Oh, no, I'll give a hint. We'll reference our own when JP starts in just a second. Because, yeah. you know, again, we're six minutes in, haven't started the actual show. <laughs> um, So I have a new number one. Okay. A complete new number one, and I, I have. And seven, did
1: everything just shift
2: up? No, I think I would actually take out several. I think my top ten would be similar looking, but I have a new, complete new number one, and there's at least okay. four or five other movies that are on there, and there's certain ones that'll be thrown out. But I don't want to spoil what JP has going on. JP, are you ready to start? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. JP, you're twenty-five.
1: Alright, um, so beginning with Honorable Mentions, because there's a lot. I started... wait, 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 wait,
2: hang on. Should we... These, ca- these
1: aren't uh, pre-number one. But I
2: kind of want Chris and I to wonder if things... Are, are, like, should you tell us the Honorable Mentions? Because I kind of want a to lot. wonder if there's going to be on your list. Like, I want to be like, oh my god, he didn't have blah, blah, blah on his list.
1: Okay, Um, that's fine. I'll preface it, my list, by saying superheroes are... Out. We'll do honorable, wow. we'll do honorable mentions at the end, yeah. and then we'll run through me and games list. How's no that?
2: no superheroes. Yeah, Wait, no
1: superheroes on your list. I had to do it because wow. I my whole list can't be superhero movies. So yes, it
2: can. I mean it can. I even have a
1: superhero movie, and although I would change it, but except for maybe one.
2: Okay, that's fair. Because there's gotta be one or two on there. But hey, maybe not. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready.
1: All right. Starting at 25 is Free Solo. This is a documentary.
2: Interesting choice.
1: This came out in 2018. It's an American documentary. It's directed by Elizabeth Chai vassar Heli. And it follows Alex Honnold, who's this incredible free solo like rock climber. And if you don't know what free soloing is, it's climbing a rock or mountain without ropes. Without did it, ropes, did
2: it win best doc? Yeah, yeah, easily. it yeah. was fantastic.
1: Uh, National Geographic, uh, distributed made made this documentary, and everyone that made it around Alex Honnold were his friends, his girlfriend, just all of his climbing buddies. And this movie, if you haven't seen seen it, highly recommend it. It's one of the craziest uh single human achievements I've ever seen. I mean, this he climbed El Capitan, which is like. Three thousand feet probably something like that
2: it's considered just to climb it on your own with like supports is considered like one of the big achievements in the mountain climbing world Mm -hmm. and he just like went up with chalk
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah there's a few screenshots if you're interested you can just type it in look it up he's like fucking spider-man he's on this wall holding on with like a few fingers and a foot grip at one time it's just Mind blowing stuff. So but the best best part of the movie is that you realize that this sort of hippie ish mountain climber is actually like LeBron James or Tiger Woods, where he's the most focused athlete on the face of the earth, and Mm -hmm. it's interfering with his entire life. My last comment about free solo is so all of that stuff we mentioned is amazing to see itself in a movie or a documentary but the main you know point of the movie isn't that it's mostly about alex honnold himself uh why he is the way he is uh why his or where his life has brought him and his potential uh mental issues too and they do they do research throughout the movie and You find out some crazy stuff about his... Suicide
2: wish, basically. Yeah, you you find out crazy stuff. He's essentially guaranteed to die one day. Yeah. Like, no one that does what he does survives into, like, their 60s. Like, he is a death sentence waiting to happen.
1: So, the feat in the movie itself is amazing, but outside of that, the documentary is amazing, too, so... Check it out. Free Solo.
2: So I haven't seen it, but that climbing crew that filmed him do Free Solo, they have another climbing documentary that they did like three or four years before. It's on Netflix called Meru. It's supposed to be really, really good. Now, I wonder if we've screwed up by watching. I'm assuming you haven't seen it. If we should have watched that before Free Solo, because now we'd watch the lesser version. It's like
1: Wonder Woman 84
2: compared to Wonder Woman We don't have to make any more Wonder Woman references. <laughs> unless it's on your list, which it could be. <laughs> well, Alex Honnold, just amazing guy.
1: Definitely go and watch that. I mean, the guy doesn't have an am- amygdala, a fear center. So, and crazy stuff. Moving on. Uh, What's your
2: 24, JP?
1: 24 is The Nice Guys.
2: This was on Chris and my list. This oh, is yeah. a great I movie. love this movie. Strong start.
1: This was in my top ten.
2: Yeah, I didn't have it that high, but I had it pretty I had it like eighteen or something.
1: Um the nice guys I don't know if it flopped or not. Do y'all know? Uh I think it made money it made money and was definitely not uh like some commercial massive hit, but I'm pretty sure everyone liked Ryan Gosling and um
2: Gosling was playing so against type, he's so funny in that movie. He's, this is one of the funniest yeah, movies Rose. the last 10 years. And
1: Crow is great. This is Fat Crow at his best,
2: he's awesome. in this. And movie.
1: but uh, I'm they pretty had sure such are they great making chemistry. a sequel? Are they? I haven't really, I think, really? They, are. I I think they are. Oh,
2: I'd love to watch a sequel. Oh, they, they were fantastic on screen together. I want Ooh, to know how many times actually fantastic.
1: not okay. You ready? 62 million on a $50 million budget See, Yeah. That's what I thought. Probably
2: probably no sequel then. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it's one of the better critically acclaimed movies of, I think, uh, super unexpected, uh, great comedy, mystery movie, uh, right up our alleys.
2: It's also one of those things. JP and I watched LA confidential the other night. It's, very similar vibes to it, but if you made it a dark comedy that, instead of a noir movie,
1: which is funny that crows in both, and yeah. he's almost playing the same character, but <laughs> 40 years later in fat,
2: <laughs> um, the,
1: Incredible soundtrack, also by the way.
2: Gosling has such great physical comedy, and it reminds me of Michael Richards. Some of the things he does with just <laughs> yeah. dropping, a, when he's on the toilet and yeah. he like drops yeah, a gun and like keeps trying to like pull open, his pants
1: up, and he's opening the stall door like multiple times.
2: And then he has a thing where he like rolls down the mountain, <laughs> and he like ends up thinking he's like physically invincible in the movie. <laughs> well, he, the best
1: the best scene in that movie is the elevator scene.
2: Yes. For sure.
1: When in it's Ryan Gosling, okay, we can talk about La La Land, we can talk about 2049, we can talk about a million other movies, but his, honestly, I think maybe his best performance is the elevator scene because so he gets in, they watch the guy fly off the fucking roof <laughs> and he just starts, he's so nervous, he starts puking, or fake puking, like, and then as... That leads to the best part in the movie, which is they the elevator doors open, he watches two guys get killed, and his face is like <laughs> fucking ghost white. <laughs> and Russell Crowe is just like loading his gun, whatever, like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Ryan Gosling <laughs> is just ghost white. Ghost I think gray. other than the uh things this movie shines in, like how expected unexpectedly funny it is, um, is how they nailed the 70s LA setting. Yeah. Thought it was killer. Very like, much so. everything about it. Uh, they got hit the nail right on the head. Um, Do you think we appreciate that more because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like that 60s, 70s vibe of yeah, California? Yeah. I think um, Mad Men sort of alluded to it in the last season, but I also yeah. think no matter what genre a movie is and it's set. In that time period and place, it's always a uh, fun movie
2: to watch. All right, JP, what's your 23? 23 is Skyfall. Another good choice. I'm very surprised it's this uh, low, high. That was on my list. Yeah. What
1: do you call it? Where did y'all have Skyfall? I,
2: I had it at 20. I had it at 17. So, okay, so this pretty is much the in same. the ballpark. Yeah. But, You're um, so mainstream, JP. I'm going to roast you for being <laughs> similar to us now. <laughs>
1: uh skyfall is the arguably the best daniel craig bond it's my second favorite behind casino is it is it is it the best bond villain yes of all time we've it beats goldfinger
2: i think so yeah i i would say that as as far as in the movie Yes. Yeah, not as far like legendary. As in status. Bond canon, no. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean Javier Bardem's terrifying. And yeah. we did the um redo in the twenty fifteen Oscars where we already talked about this pretty extensively, it's- but Skyfall was between Dench and Bardem and Daniel Craig in the best acting of James Bond actors ever done in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was stellar all around.
1: It yeah. could have been nominated for all four. Mm-hmm. acting categories uh,
2: deacon cinematography what sam mendez was great too deacons, deacons.
1: oh my uh, god when they we need to have a deacons episode by the way when uh i saw a lot
2: of his stuff i haven't seen
1: when bond enters the uh the crew the building that's f- like covered in glass you know and he's looking across and there's yeah. all the electric lights just deacons But what I really like about this movie is um, how personal it was that we see Bond. Yeah, it's like I think it's the first time we see Bond, a Bond movie getting this personal and his full backstory. Yeah, having a having a full backstory and um, the the closest thing is uh, Lazenby's, which is we don't really see his backstory, but we see his personal life. And that movie was good, but Lazenby was...
2: Eh. You know, and and that's the thing about Skyfall is that I loved the backstory stuff they did with it, and I was like, wow, I really just assumed the Bond franchise would not be able to like do a good job with that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I was proven correct because it did a terrible job with it, inspector. So all of the goodwill they built up in Skyfall, I felt they lost in their last one. Let's hope it doesn't happen in I no agree. time. Did I?
1: Um, I think they'll round it out. I have confidence yeah, they, in it. And we're filmed it was, we're, introduced perfectly in Skyfall and just overused in Spectre. But the villain entrance in this movie is one of my favorite Bond villain entrances of all time. The iconic. rat story is terrifying and the he uh, like hits on him low key. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's uh, not low key. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not <laughs> not. <laughs> uh but Skyfall. Fucking love this movie. And Ray I like finds. Ray finds.
2: Good, good actor. Thanks for that take. <laughs> I,
1: I really like how uh, their past comes back to bite them, and we get some Bond backstory. Uh, the song was amazing, too, by yeah. the way. Yeah, that's, that's a top the first, five, the first, Bond, the first Bond movie to win an Oscar, and it's because of Adele.
2: Mm-hmm. JP, 22. 22 is Creed.
1: Th- so, yeah, this is one that I've never... I didn't see... I hadn't seen when we recorded the episode a year and a half ago and it would absolutely be on my list.
2: And this this was in my top ten. This and it, it would probably still be there. It's great.
1: Uh Sylvester Stallone was completely snubbed. Robbed
2: another robbed. Hey, if we're gonna talk about people snubbed in Creed, we need to talk about every black actor in Creed that yeah. got snubbed that year. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. As, as, okay. Again, another movie we've already talked about on the 2015 yeah. Oscars so episode. So Michael B. Jordan clearly deserved it. Yeah. Sly. In a weak year for best actor.
1: Sly lost to maybe one of the worst performances I've ever seen in Bridge of Spies. Which is weird
2: because there's other good supporting actors. I don't know why they in gave it to Bridge Rylands. of Spies.
1: He and, <laughs> Dude, he literally is a great actor and it's maybe his worst performance of his career. Who?
2: Rylance. Rylance. And oh, let's Who talk won? about Creed though. We don't need to talk about bridge yeah. of spies. So, uh, yeah, especially you, Chris, cause you hadn't seen it, Oh no, you had seen it for the, um, Oscar show, right? Yeah.
1: And I added it.
2: Yeah. JP, what do you love about Creed?
1: Um, well, I really like, uh, Ryan Kugler. This is him coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, making a name for himself, uh, killed it in this movie, Michael B. Jordan. Well, the way they set up this story, right? So, we haven't seen Rocky since probably Rocky Balboa, yeah, 10, 12 years before this movie, and so we don't really know where they're gonna take this movie. Rocky can't fight again, so we know it's gonna be or about candy. Creed, yeah, or canny uh, so we know it's going to be about Creed. So how do, how do they introduce a new Creed character? It's a forgotten son of Apollo. We get Adonis and Michael B. Jordan absolutely kills it in this movie. Completely believable. I mean, as a boxer, I mean, he's shredded. He looks in great shape. Very, and-
2: very similar to what we were just talking about with Skyfall, another legendary franchise that they made so personal. And then they could have really screwed it up and they didn't like they easily could have screwed it up and they kind of did in Creed 2. I like Creed 2, but Creed should not be as good as it is. And it's because of Kugler. Right. It really is because of how amazing his did script or and-
1: not do Creed 2. No, okay, he did Black Panther the same
2: year. One. Yeah,
1: I still haven't seen Creed 2. So speaking of black, Worth I know it. on that Oscars episode we mentioned it, but I got to mention it again the fact that Kugler went on to do black Panther, it's like, why was black Panther such a smash hit? it's because he made a legit pop culture, black superhero icon in Creed. He had a first run at it and people don't acknowledge that because he's not like right. a superhero,
2: but he is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's one of the most talented filmmakers of the last few decades. He's, I'll see everything he does. Yeah.
1: I'll also comment on the soundtrack for this movie. It's oh, yeah. incredible. Uh, I think Ludwig Gorenson did it for Creed. Yeah. And he absolutely killed it. And then Meek Mill and Future and all their remixes of the original Rocky soundtrack is really, really good stuff.
2: <laughs> all right, JP, you're 21.
1: Uh, Inside Out is 21.
2: This is a hill. That, you got a lot of 2015 movies right in a row. Yeah. It- um, he, this told is me, you love.
1: He, he told me this morning, he was like, I really like Inside Out. And I was like, I've never seen it. And I don't
2: really care <laughs> to. JP, go into it. Because you, um, you, this is the first one that's not yeah, on all of def- our lists. De-
1: defend, defend it because you have talked about this movie since you've seen it. Yeah, this is probably the best. One of the best, if not the best animated movies I've ever seen. It's a Pixar Disney. It's one of the best premises and plots for a movie I've ever seen. It's a star-studded uh cast of voice actors. Uh Amy Poehler, Phyllis from the office, Mindy Kaling, Bill Hader. Just star-studded uh cast, great voice performances and the basic premise Kristen is... Bell's
2: the main one, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. The basic premise is like the most simple but genius idea for a kid's animated movie i've ever heard it's the emotions inside a little girl are anthropomorphized or whatever and she's going through this really tough time with a move in her family and <laughs> yeah it's, we went to college <laughs> <laughs> anthropop- <laughs> anthropop- Anthropomorphized. anthropomorphized
2: ap psych coming out
1: <laughs> yeah and um the whole idea that her, she loses her happiness through this move and struggle that's going on with her and her family. And she's depressed from that, but losing it literally in her head, like the character is go- traveling through her brain, looking for memories. Um, and she basically just needs joy to get back to her life. And uh, I think it's, way more creative than most Pixar stuff that they release. It's, it's very creative. Oh,
2: Pixar's a very creative company. When they don't do sequels, they they're one of the few studios that are still making big budget but original stuff. Original content. Mm-hmm.
1: And this was one I just really love that they did because it's, you know, not the third or fourth sequel of one that we've already seen.
2: I watched and, it on your recommendation and I I have a different take. I thought it was good it's one of those things where I'm just not the target audience. Yeah. So it's like, is
1: it a straight up kids movie or?
2: No, okay. It's one uh, you can appreciate a lot of the stuff JP's talking about. It is so creative. The world they make is so well done and everything, but it's like, I'm, I'm, th- I'm a 30 year old guy, you know, and it's, uh, it's a little bit different when I'm watching it alone on Disney plus at like 8 PM on a Tuesday. Yeah. So um... it's, it's good. I, if for me, it's not on my, top three five Pixar Pixar's but most critics are more on JP side
1: the way they depicted the inside of her brain and the problems going on it it was divided into sections and in certain sections kept dying off as she got older or as her uh, situation got tougher and I just thought that was genius And her uh, imaginary friend that was completely forgotten was joy's guide the whole movie which I'd love to
2: all right uh jp number 20
1: movie. number
2: 20, 20 already let's go 20 is get out fascinating choice do y'all like this movie i i this was like my final wikipedia spoiler i i just no movie before so it's like
1: oh my god well
2: um let's talk about it because this is a lot of people say is the best movie of the last decade
1: really yeah. okay
0: so,
2: Certainly not the best, but
1: maybe one of the probably it,
2: w- it would be in my top
1: twenty-five now.
2: Creative and original, though.
1: Extremely, original exactly. And creative. This came yeah. out of left field for me. Yeah. I mean, I know I knew Jordan Peele as being the hilarious guy of Peele. E- everyone, everyone did. Everyone did. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. was shock. And so for him, the funny comedian type to come out having a sick mind yeah. to write something like this and to make something like this is. And
2: now he's like really an tour cool. director. Which apparently. I now it's like from the mind of Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. A Visa commercial. It's like, yeah. I don't care about that it, it's from the mind of Jordan Peele. Right.
1: Yeah. But this movie, I mean, propelled him to insane heights. And also was a breakout for a few people. Like, Lakeith Stanfield, he was in a few things before. But it really got him uh, to a new place. And then Daniel Kalua, the main guy. Um, but Bradley Whitford. How about him in this movie? What a throwback. Amazing. To <laughs> it's a comeback. Amazing. Uh, he had a great year. Yeah. Great year. Uh, Complete creeper. Sold it completely. I mean...
2: Well, he voted for Obama twice. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> yeah he's yeah. got that going for him. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you want my criticism? Yeah. So... Um, I really liked Get Out, and I was, you know, really taken aback because I mean, when it I saw it in theaters, I'm pretty sure that's
2: probably that was probably really fun to see in theaters. And it
1: was Creeping. insane to be like,
2: wait, this is.
1: I thought it was like a fucking Key and Peel movie. <laughs> and it's like some horrific, incredible drama, but and horror movie almost, but.
2: Right. Um, it is. A, it's a horror movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I have the the reason why it wouldn't be so it's I would put it in like it would definitely be on my list now, Uh, but it would be later. It'd be like twenty two ish, I would say I, just random number, but twenty two ish, twenty to twenty five ish. And the reason is because I think do you want a hot take? I don't like the direction of the movie. I do Mm. not I do not think Jordan Peele isn't a is a great director. I think the performances are great. The performances are pitch perfect on every character, including especially who was not like who got underrated during it is what's her name? The the mother. The actual lady who transfixed him with a teacup. Oh, um. Catherine Keener, the actress. Yes. She is so good in that movie. It is so creepy. Incredible. But yeah, his direction in it is just there's a couple scenes where I'm like, uh, you can tell this guy saw in Comedy Central. <laughs> like, I think it's one of the best. Uh... Specifically the running scene oh oh the the way they ran <laughs> i found that um, one of the, the most the, creepy the parts running, of the movie the running scene the scene where the fucking gardener runs at him and the ending scene you can tell he wrote like 40 different versions of it and they just picked whatever was co- most kosher sure. Uh, number 19
2: is Arrival.
1: This was my number 14.
2: This was not on my list, but I wonder if revisiting it, I would because this is a great movie. JP, mm-hmm. a quality list so far. It's Thanks. one of the
1: greatest sci fi movies ever made. Um, I think I agree with that, honestly. Uh, this movie, even with what's her name,
2: who I hate, she's great.
1: Amy Ooh. Adams is great. In Amy, oh, Amy Adams. Adams. And Jeez, Renner.
2: You hate uh, Amy who do you hate more, Renner or Amy literally Adams? Literally
1: has my two least favorite actors on
2: the planet. Imagine if Mark Ruffalo was in it, too. Mark- <laughs> if only Jessica
1: Chastain should have made a cameo in it. She would have been great in the Adams role. Yeah. Well, Amy Adams was great in this movie. Yeah, well, um, this it's movie fascinated me from beginning to end. Definitely one of the best movies of the decade top movie of 2016 or one of them uh dennisville in a way of never disappoints again he might he might show up later um but the premise of this movie isn't like nothing we haven't seen you know it's like so many other sci-fi movies we've seen which is why aliens come about. to earth and land and shit happens. It's got literally to it, out. it is literally called Arrival, which is the premise of every sci fi movie from 1950 to 1970. Also, <laughs> you know? just
2: the originality of it. Yes, yeah. I'd never seen a movie like that. I'd never seen alien arrivals, if you will, treated in that way. Um, mm-hmm. and that oh whenever you see a movie about aliens you don't expect a language expert to be the main character of the movie right you expect it to be a scientist or um, you know a politician but not like a linguist yeah that you was think, really cool I think
1: it's uh, <laughs> what's the Jack Nicholas or Nicholson uh, Martian movie <laughs> I don't even know Mars attacks uh. exclamation point <laughs> Right. This thing was nominated for eight Oscars. Best Picture, Best Director, did it Cinematography, Screenplay, and it won oh, for sound editing. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Total snubs on everything. Um, the sound editing in this movie was really cool with the way the aliens interacted with uh, the humans, but I don't want to spoil it because I want everyone to see this movie. It is that good. Um... Let me see. I think it's maybe my... Okay, maybe there's some more sci-fi on my list.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, JP, what's your 18?
1: 18 is Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, great Um, choice. I love this movie. The best Mission Impossible movie. I saw in theaters uh, when it came out. Blew me away. The stunts were out of this world again. Probably the best they've ever had, honestly. And the plot is so effing convoluted and crazy, <laughs> but it's easy to follow. It, that's my yeah. criticism. Yeah. Then that, no, that's my criticism. Come on. That's why right when there's you said so it I was much like that, there's so much that uh I had it higher. I had it number 12. Really? Yeah. Amazing set pieces and what's his name? I think he might be the best Not style. Army Hammer. What's his name? Is uh, Henry Superman. Cavill. Henry Cavill, Please. that bathroom fight scene is one of the coolest things I've ever it's seen. It's the best action amazing. scene outside think, of that Max amazing. last ten years. I think this movie might be one of my favorite action movies ever.
2: It is. It's in my top five. And sure. the blonde wow.
1: chick, the blonde chick, really? Vanessa Kirby, uh, she
2: surprised me. She was great. I am a big Vanessa Kirby fan. She yeah, was great. She was great.
1: Everyone else, the all the original cast was great. Uh, Henry Cavill was a great addition and that whole plot line with the betrayal, um, Baldwin and Baldwin. Yeah, that yeah. was great. I think, I
2: think the thing was Baldwin, um, uh, agreed to do it as what I heard as long as he only had to do one. And then they brought him back and he's like, you assholes. He's like, <laughs> all right, well, you got to kill me off this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they did.
1: The, I,
2: I just, the last
1: 30 minutes are so the fuck, intense as fuck. The, the last no, thirty minutes no. is
2: maybe the greatest thirty-minute ending to an action movie in not the last twenty years. It's so boring. It, um, you're out dumb, of your. You're out of your dumb damn third mind. Third
1: act. So boring. You're out of this your movie mind. is two and a half hours, the and first, that's a complaint I haven't heard is that it's too long. The first I didn't ask. Or, I didn't or, say it was too long. Or that large. it's.
2: He said the word boring. Boring. it's yeah. not boring. The, the first two acts are the some helicopter of the chase. It's like you're an idiot it's like nothing nothing is literally re- flew okay. the helicopter himself yes,
1: correct and nothing's really happening in that scene it's just two helicopters flying near each other and he nothing still else takes really, out
2: the helicopter it was nothing so is badass uh parkour, out of your mind
1: parkour rooftop uh running and jumping was sick too so. i the JP, only reason you gotta, you
2: gotta move on because i'm getting yeah, the only reason
1: it's an a- action classic is because of cable because then um, he's incredible cables
2: it's it's he's probably my a huge favorite Tom Mission Cruise, Impossible man. villain in in the, in the yeah. whole series, and that's saying a lot. There's some good villains. JP, great movie.
1: movie. Number seventeen is The Social
2: Network. Yes, yes. Oh, Chris is going to get even more pissed about this one.
1: One of the worst movies ever made.
2: And here's the thing: this is in my top ten, close to top five. And your ass was copying Chris when I said it in our original podcast, shit talking me for having it. So I'm glad you've joined had, the light.
1: I had seen it once. And I watched it again probably like six, seven months ago. It's so good. And I had to change my mind a little bit <laughs> because it was really, really good. I thought uh, – who I don't really like, Andrew Garfield. Oh,
2: God. I thought of he of was pretty good.
1: JT I shat on last podcast, and he was good.
2: He's solid. He's solid. Um, You want to punch him. Three of the worst
1: acting performances maybe Eisen- ever.
2: Eisenberg was – Unbelievable in that horrible.
1: Movie. Um, Andrew Garfield might be the worst actor on earth. You Justin have such a Timmer-
2: hatred for the arts. This
1: movie made a shit ton of money too. I mean, it's universally lauded. Pro- everyone thinks it's the top top ten movie of this I decade. Mean, even I mean the scores and it's unreal. a massive fucking Ish, I got a yeah. I got a hot take for y'all. Well, maybe not a Extremely hot take. Extremely
2: rewatchable too. Eisenberg maybe is not awful.
1: A hot take, but a hot take before I saw this other movie is this David Fincher movie is better than Fight Club.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. That's what that's, most people think. That's ben. yeah. That's an easy yes for me. The,
1: here's the here's, he, uh, I'm a massive Aaron Sorkin fan, and this
2: is up there with a few good. And I'm a quality. massive, massive
1: massive david fincher fan literally two of their worst works maybe ever you're an idiot um i think the real life story the game the, is better uh, of the way this played out still and seen it. i think the real life story of the way this story you know played out uh is really good for a movie i will say a, time has aged it fairly better mm-hmm. because at the time it came out on, we were still in on Mark Zuckerberg. Right. So now it's,
2: it it, it has aged better. It's mm-hmm. also basically completely fiction. It's really? like, like really? Mo- yeah. most of yeah. it didn't happen with, Oh,
1: shocking. Aaron Sorkin makes shit up. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> um,
2: but still really good. Yeah. Three of uh,
1: just final word. Three of the worst performances of all time in a genuinely horrible script.
2: Not the final word. You're an idiot. JP, move on.
1: Don't listen to Chris. Moving on. Number 16 is Boyhood.
2: Boyhood is a great movie. This is such a good list, JP. JP is killing it.
1: I. Took more time for this one than most other ones.
2: This did not make my top twenty-five, but it deserves it's. It's equal to some of the ones I put on my list. It's I'm, a good. Movie. I'm
1: very. I put this in there. I didn't why I, put, I didn't have this. I put this in there because I saw it in theaters with Chris and my dad, and I was probably thirteen or fourteen. That's around the age of this. such a good dad and son, around the movie. age of um. Mason, that's his name. Mason, the boy in the movie. And if Dude, you don't is know, he isn't he famous now? Um, yeah, look him up. But this is uh Richard Linkletter, who has become one of my faves after I saw the before trilogy. But and days. well, Days and Confuse is up there in School of Rock, but uh. This movie put me on the before trilogy and uh, just seeing how real this movie was and it being filmed, by the way, this movie was filmed over 12 years and the same actors are used. So you see them progress through their life and real life and only while they age one Oscar. Was it really Patricia Arquette? Yeah. yeah, Just yeah. for supporting it Which she was incredible. She's amazing.
2: It, in it. it went into that Oscars year. I think it was a weird year for Best Picture. There was no clear favorite, and a lot of people thought it could sweep, if I remember correctly, and then it just didn't really get much play.
1: So, uh for this spot, 16, I had another Richard Linkletter movie in place of it from maybe the same year or the year before, before Midnight. And it came down to the connection I had to this movie and just, I enjoyed it more when I originally saw it. Cause I yeah. related more to the character within the movie, but great coming of age story. Ethan Hawke's great. Patricia Arquette's great. And even the unknown kid Mason, uh, the actors great in it too.
2: Yeah. I couldn't believe how the quality was over that decade long time they took to film. Like, it it just you've gotta have a special kind of mind to be able to organize something like that.
1: I can't imagine how difficult and crazy that production was. So
2: JP, does that mean fifteen for you is before midnight? No. Oh, okay.
1: I almost had it in the same spot mm. is what I meant.
2: Uh what's your fifteen?
1: Fifteen is the revenant.
2: Interesting choice.
1: The revenant is
2: I was so high on this
1: movie when it first came out. I think it was like top five favorite movie for me and now it's still probably top 10 but um i've i've rewatched it probably three times and it's not rewatchable. yeah and i don't
2: think it made me or chris's list
1: i don't think it did no. which was appalling to me so i had to put it on mine but you asked me two I years, respect it you asked me a year or two years ago this is in my top 10 maybe even top five the problem is is that in your shtick it's yeah. just it is just I'm so It's a little over much. It. I am I didn't so I didn't um I didn't mind um the strange like when when he was when Leo was struggling through the wilderness and all of his weird hallucinations and stuff like that in the callbacks to his wife that he lost and all of the Native American shit that he had him and his son have to deal with. I thought that stuff was great. It was, you know, some of it was a little out there cause it's in your Ritu. No, I like, I, that's not the stuff I'm talking about. I, I like that stuff. The actual writing of the movie is beautiful, but it's the one take all natural light. I'm going fucking love I, it. I'm going to awe you I'm in, I'm going to try to awe you. I'm in for the spectacle. I, I'm going to make a mediocre movie and I'm going to awe you with how good of a fucking
2: director I am. It, I'm in. It's a little less impressive since it happens so often nowadays, those extended takes. Like, I was watching... We talk
1: 1917.
2: Well, that still blew me away, but I was watching... Which, by the way, we'll see. Um, it, I was watching Outlaw King on Netflix, and I watched a scene, I'm like, uh, oh, the scene's gone on for a long time. Wish they'd hurry up and get to the next one. <laughs> and I'm like... Wait, has the last six minutes been one take? It has. I'm like, why did they do this in one take? It doesn't make the movie better. And I think we've gotten to that point where it happens so often now. It's like, oh, it's actually, it's like when you have a guy playing basketball, you know, they, there's so many three-pointers now, but there's like an open dude under the basket. Just let him do a layup instead of like just clanking a three off the rim.
1: So are we gonna see this continue more and more until we're back well, to yes. Michael Camino Dude, yes. so that uh, type three, films? three hours? So the
2: the problem one, one take. JP yeah. the problem
1: is is that this was literally after Inurito had one for Birdman the year before. Right. Which is all one it's literally two cuts in the entire movie. It's famous for extreme but it's a to- it's not an action movie it's a to- mm-hmm. it's just a stage drama but it's like dude i mean we we get it we get it scorsese the action did in it. it scorsese did it the copacabana sequence whatever birdman dude you won best picture whatever you don't have to make it again although can we talk about leo okay so leo's performance in this it's not his best performance, it's, but he won the Oscar he, for it.
2: It's a career performance for him. It's, or a, a, a career Oscar. Is it Scorsese winning for Departed. Uh, The yeah, Departed? Yeah, it's the it's
1: ridiculous that he had to crawl through snow and eat raw meat to earn this Oscar. But I Love Me A Story of Sweet Revenge, and this was it. And it is, it is. you know, you're in awe watching it. It is sick to watch. And the action's badass, too. The bear mauling scene is incredible. One of the craziest scenes I've ever seen. You, you were about to say something bad about it, weren't you? Well, I was about to say I like how we talked about this for like five minutes and didn't mention Dom Hardy, who should have probably won them. Maybe for less under.
0: Well,
2: no, that's the same year as as, as Stallone. Sly. Yeah, so you can't you can't say he should have won. Maybe I already he said, Sly he, should but- have won. Who won? It was Tom Rylance. Mark Rylance. Whatever the fuck.
1: But, he sucked
2: um, in, in a movie that was horrible. If you bring up Bridge of Spies again.
1: I'm so I'm pissed about get... Bridge of Spies. <laughs> All,
2: right. All right. Revenant, solid movie. JP, you're 14.
1: 14 is Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is this, fucking this, incredible. This is, a, this is such a list you have right JP, here. What yeah, a list. JP, this would be in my probably top eight. Uh, I hadn't seen it at the time, so I saw this.
2: This movie gives me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> <not heebie-jeebies. laughs> yeah,
1: I saw this. I think by myself, not too long after it came out, maybe a year. Um, if you haven't listened before, I'm obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's my favorite Let's actor. Be honest, we all are. Yeah, we all are. Oh yeah, he's jelly. He's my biggest man crush, and I think this is one of his best movies, if not. Uh, the best. I think his performance in this he's, is absolutely incredible. He's
2: off, man. He's off. Yeah. The he's
1: disturbing in this movie and he's just so good. How he can be so manipulative and charming and an asshole and all these things all at the same time to get what he wants. Um, Not nominated. Is it? Should have been. Who's uh his co-star that worked? Is it? It's not Riz Ahmed, is yeah. it? It's Riz Ahmed, yep. fucking great in this movie. He's Bill just, Paxton, legend. He's just uh okay. trying to get a quick buck in this movie and gets taken advantage of by Hall's character, like insanely. But this movie is Who based. Mind win an Oscar this year? Oh yeah, yeah, for that drumming movie. Yeah, yeah, um. Dan Gilroy. I don't know if I've ever seen any other movies by
2: him. Look, Have I? Let's talk about the rewatchability of this. Is oh this, yeah? Can you rewatch it? Because I know I will never watch it again.
1: Um, Not that I disliked it, it from an unnerving standpoint and from like yeah yeah. So I, what? It's, it's we, like the
2: nocturnal animals vibe. I'm good. Oh, we I'm we never watching. That. Again. <laughs> so what? We recorded our
1: the this original podcast a year and a half ago. Almost. So I've seen it twice since then.
2: And what do you think the second viewing
1: the sec? So the first viewing, I was just, okay, this is a great movie. And the second one, I purposefully watched it to be like, I need to watch Jake Gyllenhaal's performance to, to determine if this is one of the greatest performances ever. And I was
2: like, it's, it's literally one of the greatest performances maybe ever. It's great. It's not my top Gyllenhaal performance.
0: Mm hmm.
1: I mean, you. Nocturnal Hour is pretty good. But... That's
2: not in my top five. What?
1: Well, I, I oh! think. Have... I, I know I what think... yours is. I know what yours
2: is. We're going to have a Jill and I Hall guess. discussion. We'll have a Jill and Hall episode. We I need a Hall Jill and Hall. I episode, think
1: this though. is a reoccurring thing with movies that I tend to like. And this movie hits the nail on the head for that. And it's people that are terrible and don't deserve where they get, but they and the movie makes you hate them, but they end up being the winner in the end. You know what I mean? Unhinged protagonist. Yeah. And maybe another movie like that coming up. (laughs) So, All right. What's your next movie? 13 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
2: Great choice. This would absolutely be on mine. This would be on mine too, and I think in this range. Yeah, this had not come out yet by the time we recorded. I actually, uh, I think we mentioned it, in The original episode, if I remember correctly, and like I saw it pretty exce- s- probably when we talked about Revenant, <laughs> and I saw it pretty soon after, and it was really good. What What are your thoughts, JP?
1: I think this Leonardo performance is better than the Revenant. Hundred um,
2: percent, definitely agree. The trailer think... scene, yeah, the trailer scene's <laughs> the absolutely The trailer scene incredible. won me over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the cerebral posy scene. <laughs> it's it's interesting because there's
2: like not much of a plot to this movie.
1: No, there isn't. No, you're sitting there. You sit there most of the movie, and you're like, "Uh, where's this going?" We're just following this guy and his double as he tries to find work. It, but it, it goes somewhere, and you want to stick around for the ending. Trust me, that's what this movie's all uh going to. It kind of comes out of nowhere, but yeah, that's really fun to watch it. Then, but. It's not the whole movie. You miss it if that's all you're waiting for. You know what I mean? I got a question for JP because I know my answer. Uh, This movie, obviously, like Brad Pitt won. And Leo was nominated, but I feel like no one gave a shit about him because everyone knew that Brad Pitt was going to win. Like, which do you think
2: is better? Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt's best role ever. Okay. He's yeah. But so I think it's
1: it. Leo. It might be one of Leo's like top two performances. That's not
2: an insane take. Yeah. But I. Brad Pitt, when I left the theater, I was like, well, that's his. That Oscar. was Brad Pitt's he was, movie. He was fantastic. What do you, what do you think?
1: You agree, um, JP? I lean towards that, but. It's like 60-40, just because of how good Leo you was. Like, it Leo is, it is a
2: conversation. It's comparable. I like
1: Leo more, but Brad Pitt deserves. Pacino it. is awesome. also good in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was it for like
2: three minutes. He's yeah. great.
1: I like the killing, but quote unquote but- Pacino. Like I mentioned earlier, with uh, I like the killing. <laughs> uh, like I mentioned earlier, with the nice guys, L.A. during the sixties and seventies. Um, if you do it right. Is always such a cool setting for a movie. And uh, six, this year, six, 1969, especially, is such a crazy time to have a movie in LA uh, during that setting. And um, I really like Tarantino's mixing history with fiction. I love that stuff. And I love the day to day conversation stuff in all of his movies, too. So,
2: All right, JP, what's your 12?
1: Uh, 12's Inception.
2: Hmm. So my, my original was number, on one. Yours, yeah, my number one, this is my number one. It's not number one anymore, but it's probably number two.
1: Okay. I, I had so, it at 16 and it would probably be higher, way higher now. It'd mm, probably this, be in my top five. Wow. This was really tough for me not to put in the top 10. I had to make my mind up about this or in, uh, one or two other Nolan movies.
2: I can't so, remember what your Nolan rankings were, um, mostly because when we recorded that episode, my audio track was different than you alls So you're just you hear me like five seconds later, and I'm throwing out random numbers when we're ranking, and so it's really confusing. <laughs> but uh, it was da- it's my number one Nolan personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this, other than the Batman's, was my first introduction outside of the Batman's. My first introduction to a Nolan movie I saw it in theaters when it came out. And I was just a little kid then, and still, I was blown away. I probably didn't understand um, the plot to like a, the fullest degree, but if I can still grasp it as a kid and take yeah. from it what, what he wanted me to, I mean, it was fucking amazing. I mean, we know people that walked out of this movie <laughs> when, it w- when it was on in the theater, yeah. which is insane to think about. I mean... I think this is, Nolan's probably one of, like, in 50 years, people will be like, wow, Inception. It's like yeah. Vertigo. It's his Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Like, Just, eh, at the time. Yeah. And then, like, ho- no, it, holy it, it shit. it got
2: it got bravery no, it No, it
1: made a ton of money, but it's Nolan, so it won nothing, other than, like, sound and... But it did get, he even got nominated
2: for Best Picture, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like, he at least started getting the nominations that he so rightfully deserved.
1: The um hallway set piece, The Turning Hallway, it's one
2: of the great set pieces of the last few to, uh years, mm-hmm. one of the best Tom Hardy, badass action. It's um, if we ever have that episode, this is my number one Tom Hardy. Play. Tom he's Hardy, so good in this. Hey, I thought Joseph Tom Gordon
1: Levitt was great too.
2: Tom Hardy can be James Bond from this movie, yeah. James, yeah, yeah, right. he's
1: mm-hmm. it was his. Uh, try out, um, Nolan diving into dreams is just, you know, it's going to be amazing (laughs) and fascinating. And the score Hans Zimmer score is freaking incredible. And time, uh, is that the name of the song time you'll hear in every motivational video for the next 25 years. (laughs) True. So inception insane. And was he in a dream or not people?
2: I think so. But, um, we don't have time See, to get into that.
1: I don't. We'll leave it at that.
2: All right. What's your next one?
1: 11 is Lincoln. Very close. Mine, I had it at 13. Uh, This movie, it's not one of my faves, honestly.
2: I also had it at 13, and I'll, I'll let you know right now, it would be further. It's gone further and further back for me. So. Like, the, we're gonna shit talk it. We all had it in our top. 15. Let's be honest,
1: though. I mean, it would probably be still on my list, but it's like an honorary position. It's like okay. a, yeah, it's, a, it's it is an honor. Like this isn't Steven Spielberg's best movie, right. clearly,
2: but it's his best movie in a long time. The plot I also is, don't think it's the
1: plot's pretty boring, but yeah. it's it's the thing. It's arguably my favorite acting performance ever. No, no, so, no. Yeah, now, now. yeah. It, it, I mean, and we're. I mean, Gabe's a fucking history teacher, and we're all history and politics buffs. So I was like, oh, so it's the guy who did There Will Be Blood, but he's playing Lincoln. I'm fucking in. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: it was originally supposed to be Liam Neeson, too. That's odd. I'm out.
1: (laughs) I feel I don't, I don't know if he could hold it off, honestly.
2: I have a set of skills skills that make me a nightmare for people like slave owners.
1: Uh, what's the actress that plays his wife? I will tell you. She's really Sally famous. Field. I will yeah, tell Sally. Yeah, Sally Field. I'm
0: I will find you.
1: <laughs> and I will for you. Sally Field.
2: This is the big this is Sally
1: act- Field, maybe the biggest Oscar snub of the it's, 2000s. It's I was about I was about to say I really liked her and she's this movie. amazing
2: in it. Who'd she lose to? We've actually done this. This was on our twenty twelve Oscars podcast. Where um, you for some reason put her in best actress. Because you, I had to give it to her. Because you're a psychopath.
1: This movie would have been higher for me. I just thought it was a little too long and kind of boring, even though...
0: Yeah, the
2: plot sucks, but...
1: Even though I'm a history buff, <laughs> um, I don't think it's... How am I blanking on the actor's name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't even think it's one of... Or, I mean, it's his best performance. The fact that Tony
2: Lee Jones got... <laughs> And he did? Laughable. He was good. He was very good in it.
1: It's it's one of his best, not his best for me. All right. If you
0: were locked in a room for the rest of your life, who would be in there with you? Doris. Who's Doris? Best girl, my girl, i going to marry one day. Is she in Lynn? Yes. Lynn, Massachusetts. Yes, sir. Why aren't you with her? Uh, I'm an idiot. Why aren't you with that lovely girl? I got no reason. I'm a fool.
1: Number 10. In the top 10. Number 10 is The Master. The Master is... I actually saw pretty recently, and I had never heard of it until I think one of y'all mentioned it
2: to me. You're a big Paul Thomas Anderson guy now, aren't you? PTA,
1: baby. Yeah.
2: How can you not be? You need to watch Boogie Nights.
1: (laughs) Oh, isn't that one of his first? Or his first? That's considered
2: his his first movie. that, and like I his... think There Will Be Blood are considered his two best. Really? Yeah. It's that good, huh? Well, um... I'm not... I, I'm not, I don't particularly
1: love it. But. I. I. It's, like, my top one to watch. <laughs> just so I love... I love Burt Reynolds.
2: But, uh yeah, so The Master. Uh, Interesting movie. Would not be on my list, but I respect the choice. And it, this list overall, you've done a great job. It Jacob.
1: would absolutely be on my list now. I, um, love, I think Say More... I was about to say, I think that's all you got to say. Speaking of, we were just talking off off offline. Me and Gabe were just talking about Amy Adams. I think it's her best performance. I think it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's best performance. Beats Capote by a mile. Honestly, destroys the Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix deserved it for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like him in this. I thought, uh, outsh- <laughs> I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman. You're a fucking idiot. I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman outshined him, but I still really liked Joaquin Phoenix in this. It, this it's movie the is character. F- it's not his performance. I think it's the character. is the so character weak is, and pathetic. Like, the character is fucking bizarre. It's fucked up. This movie bizarre. is. This
2: movie is reminds me bizarre. of a drunk That's, uncle. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, what he is. Yeah. That's what, That's he, what is. he is. But um. This movie's not everyone's cup of tea, but there are certain people who'll be like, oh, this is the best movie of the past 20 years.
1: Yeah. Um, this movie shows how someone down and out can easily be dragged into things or manipulated. And uh, that's a recurring theme, I think. That's a recurring that theme in Paul Thomas Anderson's films, especially mm-hmm. with the follow-up, which is also Joaquin Phoenix.
2: I think it's just... Those those Wes Andersons, Paul Thomas Andersons, they're just directors. Are you
1: anti-Anderson? I am.
2: (laughs) Pamela Anderson, Robbie Anderson for the Panthers. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm just against them, and I just don't want to have to like really think that much in the movie. But which is why I love superheroes and Nolan. But
1: you're such a liar because. Like, yeah, you just said Nolan who that's you spin. I spent a fucking month thinking about Tenant.
2: but I don't have to. Yeah, you enjoy it. Whereas you do have to think about the master what, to enjoy it. That's what
1: <laughs> Christopher Nolan's biography should be called just nevertheless
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't think about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I watched The
2: Lighthouse after this. Is that like, your number nine? No, no. Oh. I
1: watched The Lighthouse like somewhat recently after this and um the two characters in that and then joaquin and philip uh and their plunge into hysteria with the drinking fucking battery acid basically uh they i just saw thought well that's another great movie the lighthouse but uh the parallel between the two like just watching them shortly after each other was really cool um Weird shit, though. Weird shit. That could be, like, an Atlantic like 10,000-word essay of just the... of the... the comparison between The Lighthouse and The Master. Like, The Master of The Lighthouse. And then it's, like, 10,000 words of...
2: (laughs) (laughs) just bullshit. JP, what's your number nine?
1: Nine is Ex Machina.
2: Okay, this is one of those ones I knew would be in your top ten. This would be on my list uh
1: now i i had not seen it uh at the time
2: i think this is like my 22 this this would maybe still be on my list very good movie we've talked about this one a lot too cuz again another we did i think the 2015 oscars yeah. we talked about this um what are your thoughts
1: um oscar isaac really good in this movie yeah he yeah. was like, really good you mentioned um, this this morning oscar isaac yeah yeah uh Oscar Isaac's incredible in this movie, playing a weird, eccentric billionaire. And um, I don't know the actress's name that plays the robot. Alicia Vikander. She was really good in this as well. Yeah.
2: Amazing, amazing. And she won the Oscar for a different movie that year.
1: Re- for what?
2: I think Danish Girl.
1: Oh, shit. That's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ex Machina, though. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason, Really good. In it, mm-hmm. um, I think it's He's right cre- up just creepy enough. I think it's probably the best sci fi, or it's probably top three sci fi movie of the last 10 years. I think, um, Gabe, I had a question for you when he mentioned when he as soon as he said it, better than Arrival, yeah. Uh, uh
2: see, I, I disagree, I... I think Arrival's better. better uh, now. now... I like as it. a film. I, I don't
1: think the performances are nearly as good, but I, I think the I movie like is
2: better. X machina more than a rival, me personally, but I'm not gonna like die on that hill.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um Oscar Isaac, super disturbing in this. Really strange movie, but really good, really cool plot. Um
2: very different kinds of movies though. This is a much darker film. It's
1: almost, yeah, this, it, it's this is, almost, it's a psychological thriller. thriller. It's a yeah. thriller, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, really
1: good. I though. almost got, Arrival is a straight up sci fi, classical sci fi. Towards the end of this movie, which probably is a reason why I like it so much, I got a mix of the Shining vibes and John Carpenter Sense yeah. vibes. Yeah. And yeah. It Next was just time. like the hallway perfect sci fi horror. The hallway scene is. Very Kubrick, mm-hmm. very Kubrick. Yes, yes. That that's exactly it's what I was thinking of. Almost silent, and it's just fucking bizarre mm-hmm. and Eerie. horrifying. Yeah. Everyone, go watch that movie. It's incredible.
2: All right. What's your next one?
1: Number eight is Dunkirk.
2: Yeah, and th- see, I'm starting to know like there. Yeah. You, there's like five or six movies yeah. that have to be on your list. This was one of them. This mm-hmm. was my choice. number.
1: This was my number four, and it might have gone
2: even higher over the years.
1: So this, this was, one, I think
2: my number ten.
1: So this one is probably top two, top it's a two or three Nolan for me, which is a it's surprise his to most movie. people. It's his best movie of all time. People it's wouldn't his say that though. It's his masterpiece by far. A war movie without the war. It's a great and the way it's filmed, uh, the order of it. It's really creative. I thought that was awesome. The constant uneasiness feeling of the movie with sound effects and stuff throughout it, uh, clocks ticking, stuff like that. And no-name actors. No-name actors doing great in this movie. Um,
2: And a lot of them are becoming stars now. Yeah,
1: another thing 1917 ripped off. I uh I didn't put 1917 on here, that's fair because I'd have Dunkirk higher so- s- solely because I like Dunkirk more. Um, Tom Hardy's only in it for a little bit, but the scenes he's in are incredible. Um, at the end, and Dunkirk, the battle or er, battle, uh, itself and the way it's portrayed in the movie is so touching. Um. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's, like, a captain. Kenneth Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, that guy. uh, I think there's a scene where he's, like, like sheds a tear or something. It's home. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, What do you see, Captain? It's home. The movie set all of that up perfectly because the sappy stuff usually doesn't hit, but and this one it did can we since i've mentioned bridge of spies 90 times all right jp what's your next? <laughs>
2: one? not actually a joke we're skipping what's mark next
1: rylance one? this is so much better of a performance he's, he's, he's really good than
2: bridge of spies
1: um seven is interstellar
2: mm, this, another nolan great choice this was in my top five this was mm-hmm. my
1: number two uh this 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 Top 7, 6 I have are really tough to figure out the order. Yeah. But Interstellar ended up here. Uh, the best, second best sci-fi movie of the 2010s. I have it ahead of <laughs> Arrival and Ex Machina. Um, this movie, I think, will stand the test of time. It will be his 2001. Um, in you can tell throughout the whole movie. It's that 2001's his favorite movie. uh, Completely inspired by it, but with a fresh take on it. And so much about this movie is so intense. He's so good at making things that aren't like super intense, intense. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: And and this is, it. And again, we're talking a film that's all, in all of our like top movies of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm if we did a scenes podcast, best scenes the past 10 years, the docking scene. Oh yeah. Uh, would definitely be in my top five. Mm -hmm. Just, there are several set pieces in this film that are stunning and they're terrifying. They're also, there's, they're like hopeful and inspiring. It's
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you run the gamut of emotions in this movie. Yeah. It's like crazy.
1: The, um, the precision of like the way physics actually works in this movie is like Damn near spot on a lot of the time, too, apparently, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's all be Um, clear.
2: We don't know if that's actually how it works. We're just taking the words of scientists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson, who says BB 8's impossible, didn't know that it's actually a real robot. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, But that stuff with how time works and all that is fascinating throughout the movie. And then using a real life. Science thing like a black hole and exploring that is fucking incredible. How they depicted what it might be like on the inside of it, and then the twist of the movie also blew my mind. Yeah, didn't see that coming at all. And then the ending is to a T. So chef's kiss, it's perfect. So good. Yeah, and I don't think it's like a an absolutely incredible McConaughey performance. Like not his best. But it's right there. I think like, it's right a, I think there. it's a legendary Michael Caine performance. And mm-hmm. because I it, think everything he does is legendary it takes it takes the most like Michael Cainey shit, which is like, wait, let's just make Michael Caine read this like amazing poem from back in the day <laughs> over incredible set pieces. Yeah. And it's like I just this is amazing. All
2: right, JP, what's next?
1: Number six is Sicario. Um, this movie came out of nowhere for me. Uh I don't even know how I heard about it. But when I watched it, absolutely fucking blew me away. Um Josh Brolin is great in it, but Benicio del Toro's even better. Um the action in this movie is A plus. Uh who who may I'm blanking? Who it's Villanueva. Oh yeah, another Villanueva. He never misses. Um, and Taylor Sheridan written. wrote it. Yeah, great, great combo there. Can't go wrong. Um, Sheridan might show up again. But Chris Yanni takes on Sicario. Uh yeah, so Sicario is probably the best action movie of this decade. Um. Eh. Or er, i'm sorry no Abstain. second best second best i would say although if you go back to our this so this is the most stacked oscar year probably ever and uh other than that i think this one and sicario and the movie that i'm i'm thinking of and i'm sure you're thinking of is just we were so lucky to get these two incredible
2: action movies. I don't. In the is same Sicario year. an action movie or a crime movie? I almost think it's like a crime and law enforcement movie.
1: I'd say I don't know. It's tough. I'd say a mix of some sort. Uh, because I don't know if you could
2: call it one. I think thing. it's an action movie. But Sicario I've... really showed um Denny Villeneuve, eh, However, you say his actually, name.
1: Actually, I think it's a crime
2: thriller. It, it put him in that stratosphere of a must-watch director. Mm-hmm. Like, Enemy, it's a solid movie, different. Prisoners was a great movie. And then Sicario is his next one that comes out, and it's like, oh my god. And then he starts just hammering out um, hit after hit, and I'm hoping that um, Dune is just going to continue that and he is quickly becoming... Some people would say he's the best director in Hollywood. I don't think that's a crazy take. All right, you ready? So
1: for when we redid this Oscars, I had Sicario winning, uh, and then uh, a couple other movies that I'm sure J.P. will talk about, uh, and I did not have Villain Wave winning, but I did have, easily, Benicio Del Toro Mm. winning Mm -hmm. by far... And supporting. And it's one of the most stacked in our real lives. Like, not the actual Oscar land. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the most stacked uh, best actor and best supporting actors of all time. I love uh, the ending of this movie. Blew me away. And I love a deep dive into how corrupt uh, CIA or law enforcement can be and how they just get the job done by any means necessary. Josh,
2: the third person Chris has said easily deserve the 2015 best supporting actor. So like you have, and it's all
1: the people that I nominated and, and but, but when you we read that each episode, of,
2: each of them deserves it. It's like, you can only give it to one and guy. And when you,
1: and when you go back and listen to that episode, I said, all of these people deserve it, but I'm picking my favorite, which is what leads me to. So Sicario, I have, or interstellar and sicario i have higher than a certain movie and uh dunkirk like i don't know like inception stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't know if these are better movies but i fucking like them better yeah you know i i, I can probably what what Gabe was asking i rewatch them easier all
2: right jp what's next
1: Top five. Number five, Hell or High Water.
2: Fuck yeah. Another Sheridan. This is one that I think was in my 20s and it would be definitely higher now. Mm -hmm. Um, Really good. Jeff Bridges is so good in it.
1: Now, I don't know the one brothers
2: actor's name. Ben Foster.
1: Yeah. That guy. So, this is another movie (laughs) where it makes you root for these guys
2: that. May or may not be terrible. Oh, when he starts just killing cops <laughs> at the end, he's a bad person. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> you know, you don't want to be, but you are. Uh
1: really cool premise for a movie. Uh one of the best Neo Westerns ever made. Yeah, I love Neo Westerns, um, yeah. man. Jeff Bridges is fucking incredible in it. Um the plot of it is really cool. It's like, how can we get um this type of uh What's it called? Uh, Desperation. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Out of oh, the financial crisis. Well, one of our most one of our in middle of nowhere Texas. JP, one of our most underrated movies ever, and I don't mean to step on your. I doubt it's this high,
2: so it's uh killing them softly. Say killing them softly.
1: It's basically the same movie, but they take place in different areas of the country. Right, and one is in the deep south, and one is in basically crime ridden Midwest. Right. And and it's experiencing the same shit and having the same sorts of dads and men that we know that we all know react
2: differently. Mm-hmm. What it also had, it had I I like crime movies. Mm-hmm. I like heist movies. I like law enforcement movies. I like Westerns. (laughs) I like a lot of the actors in this movie. I like the guy who wrote the movie a lot. It had a lot of things going for it, all combined into one. And I'm pretty sure this has been a Netflix staple since it came out. So if anyone's listening, it is on Netflix if you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it.
1: Anytime a neo-Western comes out, uh, I'm excited, especially if it's as good as this because you don't get them as much. Best scene in the movie. Bank scene. Bank scene. To me, bank scene. Yeah, it's the least action he's seeing. Yeah, but it's just them going to the bank. Mine, I mine, I have to go. His brother's sacrifice.
2: All right, JP, what's your four?
1: Uh, number four is Joker.
2: Wow,
1: number four is Joker. This is the only
2: surprise so far. Yeah, this is actually definitely the biggest surprise. I
1: I knew y'all were gonna be surprised because you were talking shit about it earlier, literally
2: a couple (laughs) hours ago. Um. I'm very surprised, but I'm not actually shocked, but I'm surprised.
1: I'm, I'm not surprised because JP does I know you really like this movie, but yeah. I am surprised you ranked it
2: this high. This was mm-hmm. a film I'll never watch again, but I yeah. do think it was really good.
1: So yeah. first and foremost, Joaquin Phoenix's performance Rephrase, it was good. The performance is yeah, if you don't one, think this actually, movie was good, you're wrong. One <laughs> one performance was good. The movie was okay. And then every other
2: supporting performance was probably horrible. That's not a correct take, JP. Continue.
1: Um, I I don't think this is the best on screen Joker we've seen, but I do think it's the best performance of a Joker we've seen. If that makes sense. If you can, differ- I don't follow. You. If you can, um, I like Joaquin Phoenix's acting better, but. Keith Ledger's portrayal is better, the movie, that makes sense. Did you, so you're, did you you're like saying, that he was
2: the main character as opposed to a supporting actor? You're saying that like the saying? movie
1: is better in Dark Knight and his acting is worse? No, I'm saying Joaquin Phoenix's acting was better. And, but the movie was worse. Yeah, you could and say therefore that. You, or you didn't like the movie as much. You could say that, but we're not comparing it to Dark Knight. But but it's, um, it is... It's not Dark Knight. It's it's literally Taxi Driver, which is my yeah. favorite movie That makes
2: a lot of sense why you like this so much. Yeah, I thought that, y'all might have guessed that. Is that your
1: favorite movie of all time? Well, not counting any star six Star Wars movies. So. Six? Empire? Yeah, Empire's my favorite movie. But <laughs> uh, Joker is <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, just another thing I mentioned op- earlier, the trope of that we see all the time in good movies is a terrible guy going through a ton of shit ends up on top and you're kind of rooting for him, but you shouldn't. <laughs> and um, the ending of this movie was out of fucking nowhere. Did not see it coming
2: that that. Okay. This is a movie that I'm like, I don't care for the movie overall besides being transfixed by Walking Phoenix. That ending's amazing.
1: I agree, and people Amazing. don't people don't uh, like it. Not, at least in my circles, uh, I thought that adds to it just how unexpected that was. Because yeah. with superhero movies, you're always like kind of guessing how it's going to end up. Couldn't couldn't have guessed this, and uh, I didn't mind the ending, the final ending either. What do y'all think about that? Because I've heard mixed stuff about. Um, no, like the it very was, ending It of was.
2: It. I thought it was very, I thought it was good. Yeah. Liked it. Okay. Won't watch it again.
1: Um, number three. next is number three. Wind River. Sheridan again. Yeah. <laughs> this was my number one. And
2: this was, okay. this was my number two.
1: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. Wind River. We all love this movie. It's fucking incredible. We've talked about it so much. It's like, it's something I've never thought of, about in real life. Like, oh, shit, something goes wrong on an Indian reservation and no one has authority? Like, what the fuck are they going to do? You know what I mean? Edge
2: of edge of your seat. And I think that's due to Taylor Sheridan. Just the story overall is interesting. The way it's set up is really interesting. And even though it's not perfectly directed like Sicario is, I mean, he has talent. If he wants to just be a big-budget film director, he could do a really good job of it. Mm Mm-hmm. This this movie, I've still found myself thinking about weeks and weeks afterwards.
1: Yeah. And I love the setting of it, too. It's beautiful. I don't know where it is. Is it South? I think Wyoming. Wyoming? Okay, yeah, Wyoming. Um, the That plot, the premise of the movie, I've ne- never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Something like that happening uh, before I saw this movie. So it's fascinating stuff there. I do think it's Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. yeah, Jeremy Renner. Uh, I think was replaceable in this. I think plenty of other people oh, could have really? played this role. Oh,
2: he was so good. I thought he
1: was. I thought he was really good. It's his career defining performance. You think so? Yeah. I thought he was really good, but I could see, like, it wasn't like that's that's only Jeremy Renner. Could well, pull that's that what off. you that's know what, what I mean. Sep- I, as much as I I like the plot of Wind River better, which is why I rank it higher than Sicario. But I think what's what makes like Sicario pot possibly a better movie is the performances because Mm -hmm. everyone in the movie is fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jeremy Renner is Jeremy Renner is my least favorite actor on earth other than Andrew Garfield. But um, everyone else in the movie is incredible. I thought the police chief that was native American was really good too. He was a Taylor Sheridan uh, staple. Mm hmm. Elizabeth
2: Olsen was good in this movie too.
1: Um, maybe one of the most un... What you were just saying with with Joker, the most unpredictable last thirty minutes, like the big yeah. shootout scene. I was like,
2: "That's that's up." That's one of the, the, the most best shocking shootouts
1: I've ever seen. Yeah, movie. it's shocking. My so common thing. My last six, seven, eight movies are incredible endings and. Mm-hmm. Uh Wind River definitely lives up to that. So
2: all right, what's your number two?
1: Number two's Blade Runner 2049.
2: JP, here's it we've gone through all these and I'm about to take a peek at my list to see what you've left off. Besides Joker, we have similar top tens because I'm like, oh, a lot of my <laughs> top ten, I know oh no, I, I know what your number one is. I know what it is. I know <laughs> I, what, I, a, I, I just know thought of it. it um <laughs> uh, so actually, uh just to interrupt you, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my number one. It is yeah, by okay. far, actually. Really? Yeah. That's, I thought
1: you ranked. I no, you did it differently I had, in.
2: I had not seen it when we had originally recorded our episode. Neither. No, we no, watched it Oscars, all together in the in the we Oscars, blo- Oscars. We did not do a block an Oscar. We watched for this it all year. together. You've just been drinking for about thirteen hours at this point, so you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <good>
1: <laughs> we we all watched this together. You had already seen it. We hadn't.
2: I had not seen it, and I was, like, sleeping. I was so pissed at you that you hated the original. The original's not that good, and this one's amazing. This one, yeah. this, well, no, I wanted to watch it. This this movie was...
1: Kay's a fucking incredible character. Is it the
2: best cinematography ever? Yes. Is this Deakins? Yes. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. I think. Yeah. He finally won his Oscar for it. Right? Um, it was Maybe because he added some more color.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: just sitting here like
0: he was, shaking he my head. Like we're on
1: video, it was great. <laughs> he didn't just turn out all the lights like he did, and uh... I don't think this movie was too long either.
2: I don't either, even your, though I did fall asleep.
1: You just watched it. Your favorite Leto performance? Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I haven't your favorite seen,
1: Gosling I haven't... performance,
2: and the best uh, the, the Gosling um, performance
1: is very controversial. That's tough because he's playing, really yeah, thing, he's playing a fucking robot. Yeah, he's playing a robot.
2: He's really good but he's not he, he was awesome and and the plots really cool and the continuation of a universe so was King really good but Ford Ford was great Ford was awesome in it but the Gosling that's not what drew me in it was more no. just the story and how every character like I I had in our 60 and 60 episode Sylvia Hux who is the villain so fucking
1: she, incredible. She
2: was she's maybe the most terrifying villain I've seen in a movie of the past decade. Like she almost gave me nightmares and she's like disturbed but she's also a robot. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. we
1: were what we were just saying uh the opposite of what I was saying the last 30 minutes of this movie is in enthralling.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I
1: haven't seen Dallas Buyers but to me, it's Jared Leto's best performance. He's, I mean, and, he's obviously
2: good in it. Dallas Buyers is fine. It's worth yeah, watching. It's just a different, very different. And day.
1: I thought he was super creepy and um, not as scary as the lady you mentioned. What's her name? The actress?
2: Um, Sylvia Hux.
1: Yeah, Sylvia Hux. Yeah, um, Leto's creepy. Creepy as shit. Creepy. And I don't know what more to say about it. It's maybe the best sci fi movie that isn't old that I've seen. You know what I
2: mean? How eloquent. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day.
1: Number one.
2: And what we found out off mic was that there are, in my opinion, two huge movies you've left hanging out there. And There's some movies I put in, like, I put Chef at, like, my number five or six. Mm -hmm. If you have Chef at your number one, I'll be very happy, but I doubt you do. There's a couple big movies that I just, I will be shocked if one's not in your top 25.
1: I watched Chef last week, didn't make the list. That's a great movie. I did really like it. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Chris is nodding in agreement with me. Yeah,
1: totally. I think there's probably, I mean, there's probably 20 that we could have all shoved in these lists. Yeah. All right, JP,
2: let's hear it. You're number one.
1: All right. Number one movie of the 2010s, Mad Max Fury Road. That's
2: that's what yeah, I thought. That's <laughs> what I figured, yeah.
1: What's the movie that y'all thought I would have Wolf had? Wolf of
2: Wall Street. Wolf yeah. of
1: Wall Street? Okay, yeah. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. I want to hear y'all's thoughts
2: first. Cause it's it's the, probably the best action movie, unless you say Terminator 2. I mean, it's the best chase movie ever, maybe the best car movie ever. When we did the twenty fifteen Oscars pods, I mean we talked about it for ten minutes. It swept every award I had out there. The Charlie's performances, the best female performance I've maybe ever what, seen.
1: What more can you say? Yeah. I mean <laughs> it it's was... yeah. Gabe Gabe just literally listed best action movie, best chase movie, best female performance movie, best female action hero ever. Uh best practical uh, design up
2: there. I mean, I think we said that. I think Charlize greatest. Is... I think greatest set pieces ever.
1: I think it yeah. beats every one of Nolan's, which he'd probably jump off a bridge hearing that. But yeah, um, and and his
2: this was the follow up to Happy Feet.
1: Yeah, can we talk about how mixed of a director George Miller? Is? It's wild. He this... made Babe. <laughs> JP,
2: give us your thoughts.
1: This is the movie that he originally wanted to make um it was in it just head, wasn't the 80s. possible just wasn't possible and until 2015 is when this came out right correct yeah it just wasn't possible until then and honestly he found the most perfect actors too for the movie uh nicholas holt right that's his yeah, name yeah he was great amazing in it. really good character um is obviously super badass super probably to me, the most convincing um badass woman lead I've seen, other than maybe I s- still uh, give Sarah it a, Connor.
2: It's Linda Hamilton, but yeah. I disagree. <clears throat> like like great.
1: <laughs> Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. I disagree. <laughs> um he oh, didn't did, make any of our list. The <laughs> lack of CGI in this movie like how? How is there? How is this movie not riddled with CGI? How is this all real? Did Cause, this cause, cost hundreds of millions 75 of dollars? Five
2: Australian extras just died in car crash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just they just died. Um. Well, how about the plot?
2: Let's talk about the plot. Like,
1: what what y'all like about the plot? Other, I mean,
2: I liked that it 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 takes ten or fifteen minutes to get going, but then it does, and it's just. It's a chase, nonstop. It is a yeah. chase. It's an extremely for an hour simple and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Extremely
1: and... simple, and but through an extremely simple plot, which is why my only criticism of every Nolan movie is like it's an extremely simple plot, and they but every character, even with little dialogue, you know, fucking everything you need to know about the the characters, mm-hmm. and they reveal so much about them. Whereas, it's basically the opposite and and Nolan. I, ha, I
2: have a nitpick. It's not a complaint. I don't even dislike this necessarily. It ends abruptly. It ends very quickly. You can tell it's like but we're just. It doesn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> we're done. It's like, hey, we accomplished the task. The movie's over. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
1: All right, Mad Max: Furiosa, twenty
2: twenty two. Extremely, is that when it's coming out?
1: Extremely excited. Um, I'll be, I'll be still Anna cool. Taylor Joy is Furiosa.
2: It's, she was great in Queens Gambit. She's she's, a really a, she's young oh. Furiosa now, and she's great in Peaky Blinders. So Charlize,
1: um, where does this rank in terms of actress performance ever?
2: Um, I like I really I really I can't do that off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it. It's definitely one of the top ones since the year 2000. Um, I'd have to think about it all time. And there's so many. I mean, there's probably like 30 Meryl Streep roles. But
1: I think it's a top five greatest female performance of all time. This um, movie alone for her sprouted multiple action movies, including like a knockoff James Bond. Yeah, thing Atomic Bond. She's yeah.
2: like. But the people the were like oh fast and furious.
1: wait she's badass like yeah. let's yeah. start making sick action Which is movies funny with her she won an oscar like 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah for yeah. a not similar role <laughs> a weird ass movie <laughs> um i don't know what more to say about yeah. this movie Let, um, let's hear
2: your honorable mentions
1: honorable what, mentions What were some
2: big ones you left off i was very surprised you left off wolf of wall street
1: uh, these, Death I have, have a, of which to me is the have...
2: funniest movie of the past 10 years.
1: Yeah. Um, Fight Club and Wolf of Wall Street, the two college movies that I'm like not addicted to. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. Um, honorable mentions. There's a lot. Killing Them Softly, Whiplash, Avengers, Infinity War, Knives Out, Force Awakens, Before Midnight.
2: Knives Out would have been one of the recent movies on my list for sure.
1: Before midnight, Rogue One, Edge of Tomorrow, You Were Never Really Here, Midnight in Paris, Love and Mercy, Prisoners, and Inside Llewyn Davis, which I saw pretty recently.
2: JP, I'm impressed with your yeah, list. An amazing this list. This was a great this was maybe better than this was better than my list, honestly.
1: I think it's because I had a year, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I have had nine years on you. Know? You left out <laughs> mud still. You still left um, out mud. Have you seen I haven't it? seen it.
1: I don't think... Yeah, I haven't seen Mud. Yikes. We need to fix that. Um, The other guys made my list. And it would still make my list. Arnold Palmer
2: alert! Arnie Arnie Palmy alert!
1: (laughs) So, I would have thrown a few more movies on here into my list. Grand Budapest you need to see, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I think my my list was pretty all around the board. But... Superhero movies. I mean, I only got Joker. Uh, that's just tough for me because I, I could put all the Star Wars and superhero movies in here, but I had to change it up. for Rogue One, one is know. a good pick. I can't believe I didn't have that in there.
2: It would not be close to mine. Although I do like that movie a lot, and there's parts of that movie. It's that my are favorite great. Star Wars. It, it has did a, all have a any, lot of flaws. Did
1: y'all have any solid. comic book movies? Yeah,
2: writers? I had I had Infinity War on mine.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, that was right. Like. Free Solar, Infinity War for me. It was I had right Infinity there. War and Un- Force Awakens. Unbelievable. I had Dark Knight Rises at 18. Oh, you know what?
2: I had Dark Knight Rises has too. It has not aged it, well. it would probably not be on my list yeah, anymore. Which is
1: funny well. because I like that movie more than y'all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Midnight in
1: Paris was my number 11. Did mm-hmm. Did you honorable mention that? Yeah. Damn. And I, I would have put Before Midnight on. It was that close um just didn't make it boyhood made it the nice guys was number nine for me
2: that i i don't blame you that's a great movie so that's our episode that's uh our top 25 is is just is just a redo the top 25 (laughs) movies since 2010 the jp version the jp original birthday episode and um,
1: this is an annual thing. We need to do an an episode for JP's birthday where he just makes a random list.
2: I'd I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um. So it's one of those things where we've got a lot more episodes in the works. This was we recorded this one together. It's our first one recording together in a while, and we'll probably have to go back to mobile formatting soon. But uh, that'll be also mean some shorter episodes, which mm-hmm. you know, our fans, some of our fans, have requested shorter episodes, but. <laughs> If you are gonna request shorter episodes, you need to give us ratings and reviews. But if it's not a good rating, like don't don't bother. Like go get, get <laughs> fucked.
1: <laughs> also check us out on social media at Back Porch Movies, Twitter, Instagram, leave a comment, like, whatever.
2: And feel free to hate. We're we're keyboard warriors. We we embrace the hate. Yeah. If you want to hate on an opinion, throw absolutely some hot takes. throw it out there.
1: You think Joker sucks and shouldn't be in the top ten at me bro do it do it
2: (laughs) have a great one